Steve Paulet Sr. is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's, presented by PNC Bank. See how they can make a difference for you at PNC.com. You've got mail. I'd like to get a ruling on this, guys. Uh, Last week I was in Chicago, FAU Open against Loyola in the Barstool Invitational. Uh, I did two days of shows, you guys remember, at ESPN Chicago, and I want to thank them again for their hospitality. Uh, I get back Thursday from from Chicago, and I look at Facebook. There is a Good Karma Brands, our parent company, Facebook page, and I see uh, Steve Polizziner posting pictures of him in Chicago. Uh, Steve, what gives? Uh, you had to have known with FAU up at Loyola that I was in Chicago. Where's the text? Where's the phone call? Where's the meetup? Uh, never knew for one second you were there. Mm. Nor did anyone mention that you mm. were there in the Chicago office. So I made apparently you were broadcasting from. I was. I was there twice. Twice. Even saw. Even what days? What days were you there? Uh, I was there on Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday and Wednesday. Mm. Hmm. I got there. Uh, yeah, I got there Wednesday. Hmm. Weird. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Uh, where do you stand on boiled peanuts? By the way, um, I'm not a fan. Uh, I like I like peanuts, and I could do honey roasted peanuts. I could do salted, unsalted. I, uh, but I like peanuts mixed with other things. You know, sometimes like those mixtures that peanuts are in. Um, but the boiled uh, would just wouldn't be my first choice. But I understand why some would like them with the spice and you know mm. some of that seem a little messy. Not really into messy foods. Yeah, me neither. Me practical. Ne- I just feel like um, I, the boiled thing. I don't need my nuts boiled. I don't need boiled nuts. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, Whoa. I, I prefer ooh, nuts ooh. baked. Uh, to be like, think about this uh, or seeds like pe- uh, uh, pumpkin seeds. Pumpkin seeds. That's a go-to. If you want to yeah. spice something, bake pumpkin seeds no. come the fall and put some seasoning on that. It's nice and crispy and it's a good snack, healthy for you as well. No, no, anybody? No. All right, cool. I Price hate, though. I hate that actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and open up our dog bleep Monday. If we could bring in the head coach of the New York Jets, Robert Sala, to get us going. Um, no, it's dog. We'll let Steve Politziner join the fun here. It's an Ask Steve's Dog Bleep Monday uh, twosome here on ESPN 106. Let me start. I'll I'll start here and welcome to uh, Dog Bleep Monday for the first time, Steve. I'm sure this is wildly exciting for you. Uh, Earlier today on First Take, it was Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith talking about the open Texas A&M job now that Jimbo Fisher got the boot. $76 million in his buyout is coming uh, his way to, to, well, not work. And Stephen A. Smith put out, uh, floated an idea. He floated an idea about potentially, potentially Deion Smith leaving Colorado and going to the SEC. What I say? <laughs> well, I'm distracted here because he said, Stone is desperately trying to find the sound that yeah. he already has in, okay. and he's like, "Tell me, delay, delay, delay." You said Dion Smith. Did I? Oh, I, I, I combined Stephen A. Smith and Dion Smith. Oh, my <laughs> the audio is ready, but that was funny, Theo. Who is that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, here is here is Stephen A. Sanders on uh, Dion Smith going to Texas A&M. Dan Orlovsky brought up the name Dion Sanders for Texas A&M. That's what I've been saying. Deion Sanders in the SEC with that <laughs> vault that they have available to them, with them hogs that he could, re- he could recruit, because he doesn't have them at Colorado, and he ain't going to get them. 
Deion <laughs> said, I don't think they'll do it. He could not beat Texas, my Wildcats Texas, last Texas, weekend, that's for Texas, sure. Oh. Texas A&M, Texas A&M, primetime Deion Sanders in the SEC, that, that needs. No, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Here's, what, here's my theory, Steve. Here's what happened. Deion Sanders, he's Stephen A. Smith's boy. I'm sure there was a little bit of a text today from either Deion or Deion's people. Hey, Stephen A., float this out there today on first take. Float this out there today at first take. Come on. Come on. Float this out there. There is no way that Deion Sanders, if he can't handle Colorado right now, he's headed to Texas A&M and having smooth sailing. If uh, if you're struggling against Stanford, you ain't going to the SEC next year with Texas A&M. For a guy who is more of a CEO than an actual coach, he doesn't do anything X's and O's. Uh, Steve, that is complete dog bleep. That is not happening. Yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, my dog. My dog believe is actually the firing of Jimbo Fisher, because when uh-huh. you hear about all like like Texas A and M was was there like there they've been like on the cuff they've been better and they and, and they want to eat. It's not seventy six million. That's to him. They're reporting it's about one hundred and fifty million. When you think about his coaches, and there's no offset language in his contract. I Meaning, if he goes and gets hired by somebody else, they still have to pay him. He can work. I don't understand who Texas A&M thinks they are and why it is economically efficient to be able to go and do that. I know they got the deep oil money and the ninth generation, you know, oil money, <laughs> estate money, but what, what, were they, what are they thinking? It, 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 the SEC is hard to compete in. It, and I, I don't think they're, they're going to do better than so- by having him. And it's going to take a minute. There have been legendary programs that are down that took a while to get back. I don't know what they're going to do this better right now. And I would be into Deion Sanders, by the way. And if I'm Deion Sanders, I would take the job tomorrow. Because obviously, if you fail and they get tired of you, they hand you $100 million. (laughs) Yes. Well, what I'm saying is from a Deion Sanders standpoint, yes, it makes sense. From a Texas A&M standpoint, I don't think that that's going to happen, nor do I think that that should happen. Because you actually do have to have a coaching ability if you go to the SEC. And I think that that would be a massive, massive problem. Now, uh, it's funny you mentioned all that, Steve, because I was reading that uh, at the game on Saturday, they beat Mississippi State. By the way, both... Both those coaches who participated in that game, Texas yep. A&M, Mississippi State on Saturday, are both fired now. Uh, Zach Arnett for Mississippi State and Jimbo Fisher for Texas A&M. But the Texas A&M Aggie Foundation, they uh, they were uh, given a check for $162 million at midfield in a ceremony in the third quarter. And it, people are just saying that, oh, wow, Jimbo Fisher stared that check that is paying his bayout, right, at, uh, oh bayout right in the face on Saturday night. But they get this buyout money, like 30% of it up front from big money donors and then for all the other money from Texas A&M donors it's a tax write-off so they're just continually funneling money into this and that's why they have this unlimited gullet of funds that they can just hand to Jimbo Fisher it really makes college sports look bad I never my, yes and they should have taken that check and just ripped it in half and handed half of it to Jimbo because that's basically <laughs> what he's walking away with but um, what I don't understand is I get maybe you're dissatisfied you know with with um, you know, with a program that I still think was is on it was on its way to being an upper echelon SEC program in this SEC that continues to get better. But what is what are you doing now that's better? Who are you hiring that's better? That's why the names like Dion because it, it's not only about that on field performance; it's the splash, Lane Kiffin, it's the Lane. social media, yeah. it's the donors, it's the transfer portal. Right? Who are you getting? You know, that's better. I know. Elko at Duke has ties there. 
he might be a good coach. He is. Is that going to bring you to the next level of excitement? That's a good call. And again, too, you need to make this decision quickly. You can't wait because from a portal standpoint, you need to know you need to have a coach in place by the time the season ends so you can start doing deals. Uh, you can Signing day is five weeks from today. Right, right. Signing day is December 18th. It's the next four weeks or everything, which uh, I understand You know why, and there'll probably be other announcements that are happening, but... Dog bleep. What's better than Jimbo, than Jimbo Fisher? That's a good one. Right I, now. Um, right now. What's out there? Dog and I suppose, why don't we add a double, uh, a double dog bleep onto that? Uh, if Texas A&M were speculating about that, what the hell has Mississippi State got up its sleeve? Mm. <laughs> what, are, what are the Bulldogs cooking? Uh, what what uh, big splash is coming into uh, <laughs> to Mississippi State to take over that job? Uh, Theo, what is your contribution to Dog Bleep Monday? Oh, I have to point my finger and my um, discontentment out there to the Bay, out there to one other than uh, Kyle Shanahan. Christian McCaffrey entered Sunday with a chance to be the uh, first player in NFL history to score a touchdown in 18 straight games. He had 17 in a row, tied with Lenny Moore, who I don't know much about other than he played back when it was in black and white, and he's a black (laughs) dude, so shout out to Lenny Moore. Shout out, Lenny. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, maybe the pound-for-pound best positional player in the NFL right now, goes into a game, you're playing the Jaguars, you're beating the crap out of them the whole time, and they never got McCaffrey into the end zone. And it, and it bums me out because I, that last drive where they were really force-feeding it to McCaffrey. Even the announcers were saying. Yeah, yeah. like it was they obvious knew. what was going on. If you're going to do that, which I'm not mad at you for doing it, it's the right thing to do. You want to get your guy in the record books. You got to succeed. And if you're Kyle Shanahan and you're the greatest offensive mind in the game and you got the Shanahan tree, everybody's coming from you and being great and successful, and you can't get uh, McCaffrey into the end zone, in the red zone, with history on the line, I'm questioning your play calling. So boo on you, Kyle Shanahan, for not getting McCaffrey that touchdown. But um, yes. Are you more mad that he didn't get in for history or you mad because there was fantasy football purposes Honestly, uh, involved? Honestly, it was more so history. I like Christian McCaffrey now. He is on a couple of my fantasy teams. Uh-huh. It would have helped a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, Steve, st- everything always goes back to <laughs> fantasy with Theo. Everything goes. It's yeah. why he wants Arthur Smith fired. Yes, 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 yes. The whole yeah, thing. yeah. Um, I, I think that when that's, I'm with that on the dog bleep. I think like McCaffrey represents so much. Of it, you know what's good. You just well, it needs to be in the. It needs to be like in the flow and the rhythm of the game. I don't like when it's like let's just do the record to do the record. You know, like like the Farb and Strahan sack uh-huh, or yeah. the you know let Cal Ripken hit the home run in the All Star game. Like like don't like it's still a game. Come on, like yeah. it's, it's, don't undermine the integrity of the game. Um, but I I thought the best thing was Christian McCaffrey's reaction afterwards. Everyone scored a touchdown but me. I suck. Like, I'm terrible. Yeah, he yeah. had a great, such a great <laughs> tongue-in-cheek way about it. And um, it probably showed why he's the kind of, not player on the field, but the, off the field, the kind of guy that players love to play with. He's also a minority. So I got to shout out my minorities. White running back. Uh, uh, good call. You know what I'm saying? That's a, that's so, a great point. Go, go CMC. That is a great point. A, <laughs> trail, a, a true trailblazer. <laughs> yes. uh, Stone, your, your dog bleep Monday. Uh, Mr. Mac Jones, come on down. <laughs> Can we hear the interception? Can we hear the interception where he threw it about seven yards to the four-yard line, completely derailing any chance the Patriots had for a win because he was pulled after this? Jones on the play fake. Intercepted! <laughs> Intercepted <laughs> and returns just for a couple yards. 
Uh, that happened inside the five. Robert Kraft, who in despair this possession before as Mac Jones nearly threw an interception in the end zone, was then benched on the final possession of the game. Running to minute drill for the Patriots was uh, the kid from Western Kentucky, Bailey Sappy. Uh, Bill O'Brien almost put his hands around Mac Jones' neck on the sidelines. <laughs> we all saw that. They're 2-8. and eight. They are heading into a bye, willing to put any amount of money down that Bailey Zappi starts coming out of the bye against the New York Giants. It's a great spot to start him against one of the sorriest teams the NFL has ever seen. But the Mac Jones era is over. He was dog believe. The Patriots are dog believe. Everything Bill Belichick has done this year is dog believe. Oh, that is excellent. That is one yeah. heck of a dismount. Who's down worse, Steve? Uh, the Patriots, the Jets, or the Giants? Who is down the worst right now? Uh, the Giants. I think the Giants just, be, they're starting quarterback lives at home and <laughs> yeah, we are a mess. Yeah, no, I think I, uh, yeah, I still think on a given day, the Patriots still could maybe get a win. They obviously have a great coach. Um, the, the Jets, it's tough to figure out. I still feel like the Jets are a decent team and can maybe make a little magic. The Giants are I mean, done, done, done. And I watch a lot of Giants as a Giants fan. Um, it was just inevitable that they were going to get run away, run over last night, yesterday afternoon. It didn't it didn't start out that way. Um, but they were really, like hanging on as long as they could, and they got just absolutely destroyed. There's nothing to be excited about if you're a Giants fan. There's no future. There's no, no. potential. No, and, and you gave a ton nothing. of money the to trading a quarterback. assets on defense. Right. They don't have a quarterback. Yeah, it's, it's all bad. The only thing to be excited about a Giants fan is losing and try to get Caleb Williams. Uh, now, there is an argument to be made that, yes, there's promise with the Jets, but you're wasting one of the greatest defensive seasons of all time because yeah. you were too stubborn to the trade deadline to go land like a Josh Dobbs, uh, who, with six seconds of practice time, has led the Vikings to two wins, mm. um, and you just stayed put with Zach Wilson because you think you're going to get some sort of value for him if you can trade him. That's got to be as frustrating as seeing Tommy DeVito and his chicken cutlets take to the field every single Sunday. Yeah, uh, totally, totally. And even the Jets, I, I don't know how to translate Fortnites. I don't play the video game, and I, I think that's some, like, old English language <laughs> that, uh, that I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is around the corner. The defense got to hang in there. And it's like everyone makes the playoffs. So you, you just got to hang in there. Uh, Steve Politano. I shouldn't say everyone makes left. Everyone's playoff eligible. Every, yes, yes. Until towards the end. Right. Unless you're, you know, the Giants or, or the Patriots. The Cardinals look inspiring. Absolutely. The Cardinals look inspired. Kyler Murray did some things yesterday with his tiny little legs. Uh, Steve Politano asked Steve's Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer and so much more. He joins us every single week here on the Vicar Theo and Stone. Uh, the question for you today comes from me, actually, Steve. I've uh, had some thoughts recently. And I was wondering if I'm in the age range, the proper age range and life situation to do this. Um, I am ready mentally, I think, to make a large purchase of a recliner, a, a, a lazy boy recliner at age 39 and with two kids. I think it's something I have to do. I've reached that stage in my life. Uh, is 39 old enough to be able to make a purchase like this? Feels young and feels uh, a little... Uh, out of touch, era-wise, I know of nobody. I can't think I have a friend whose house I've been to who has like their recliner. Well, I'm old school. That they that that they that they sit in. And when you're in this recliner, is this this sort of like dad's in his recliner, hands off, 
<laughs> don't ask me to do anything. Don't ask me to color. Don't ask me to tie your no, shoes. I can still don't ask me to get you something to eat. Yeah. Like it's like your safe zone. <laughs> no, once once I, I, I can I can uh, decline and exit the recliner. The rule I will have though is that no pressing the buttons on the recliner. I uh, only only pops gets to yeah. press those. I don't need anything breaking. I don't know you playing with it. If Papa's not on the recliner, yeah. nobody's on the recliner. <laughs> How about that? Those are the house rules right there, Steve. So the recliner is basically reserved only for you. Yeah, until my wife yells at me and then she can have she can yeah. use it as well. Uh, but then the rules still apply to the kids. It, it, it feels very um all in the family from like the seventies. <laughs> uh, I don't even uh, know get that Archie reference. Bunker they were very Archie uh-huh. Bunker. But uh-huh. that's who you are anyway. <laughs> I mean, that's who you are anyway. Well, mine is the overt racism, you, you I think. You want that recliner yeah, because you want to be able to yell at people to not to not uh, come near you yeah. when you're in the recliner. Well, and I desperately want to start declaring back in my day about things yeah. as well. Like, that's yeah. a big part of my life. Yeah. Back in my day. Yeah, you just need like a newspaper, a cigar <laughs> inside. And you gotta switch the whiskey. At all times. Yeah, right, you right. You switch the whiskey or scotch. Exactly. Yeah. A finger is what they call it, right? A finger of whiskey or a finger of scotch or something like that. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but it's, uh, uh, all right, so so you're voting against it. Theo is kind, was kind of on I'm, board I'm, with I'm it. I'm on with you, man. I think Stone is more I mean, a good designer. A good recliner is expensive, too. This I know. That's why. Your, it's, look, it's all up to you. You know, personal preference. That's what you want to put it into. And also, it's so selfish. You, no one else gets anything. No, no one in your family gets any enjoyment from it. Well, and it's like in the family room. It makes no sense to me. <laughs> it's like, hey, here's where the whole family is, but I'm going to be anti-family, and I spent this money on this, and none of you are going to benefit from oh, it. Now, Why don't you? Would you like me to tell your wife that you won't have a recliner ever? <laughs> now I feel like I'm getting scolded. Yeah. Uh, someone did suggest uh, a sectional and a recliner, so that way I am checking the family box and don't come off as anti-family. I'm more into, hey, there's a spot on the couch that you prefer. I have a spot on the couch that I prefer. You know, like, why not just like a spot on the couch that you, you know, that you prefer? And that way still everyone else can participate in the rest of the couch. But I want to recline. Like, I want to, I need need to to put my back. Ken's a recent NFL Sunday ticket purchaser. He's now into Scott Hansen's NFL Red Zone. Like, he needs a recline. Seven hours of straight football uninterrupted. (laughs) You need to be reclined. And the witching hour. Don't forget about that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you need to be reclined for it. Oh, I, I like, I'm a huge on all that, but I think you're better off put that money into a second TV and pick your spot on the couch and go get some cushiony pillow. For your back. Uh, see, this is where this is where Steve's business mind comes into play. Yeah. Uh, his financial mind comes and, into play. And where you're not anti-family. R- R- Recliners are anti-family. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, keep in mind, this is the difference between Steve and I. Steve, youth coach, there for his children. Me, I'm proposing things on the air uh, that come off as anti-family. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, good. I've learned a lesson, and that's why we have Steve, because Steve is worldly. Steve is intelligent, smartest man we know, and I feel like I've learned something now. Steve Politziner asked Steve's, and what's good is that there is going to be incentive for me. One of the things I will get out of the recliner for or get off of my, my plush couch for is a trip to Duffy Sports Grill, Steve. Perfect, because, Ken, at Duffy Sports Grill, you can enjoy two-for-one drinks all day, every day, including the jumbo wings and the new sauces. Uh, go ahead and try all those out. The starting lineup starters, the touchdown tots, and, of course, the game day buckets. 80 TVs in each location. You don't need a recliner to go to Duffy's because... You're already 
in perfect heaven. Duffy, <laughs> our game is always up. I was wondering how I that was going to land. Improvisation uh-huh. there at the end. It improvisation. got up in the air, but uh, you didn't turn it over. I appreciate that. Well yeah. done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Steve, well done as always, and uh, we will talk to you next week at some point, okay? Thanks, guys. Bye. Steve Policino, he is... Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, and so much more. Very big brain, very, very smart, and we thank him, as always, here on LaVica, Theo, and Stone.